There has to be some common sense. Yes, sir. They have the car stopped in town and branch microbiter. We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, retired NYPD Sergeant Bill Cannon, a 27-year veteran of the NYPD. Folks, tonight we have breaking news uh, in the Madeline Kingsbury missing person case. And the news is what we've all sort of predicted all along. Her partner, or you could call it her common-law husband, who she has uh, two children in common. Uh, so after more than two months in the disappearance of Madeline Kingsbury, an arrest has been made. Adam Fravel, Kingsbury's ex-partner, was arrested this evening and booked into the Winona County Jail on suspicion of second-degree murder. Fravel was the father of Kingsbury's children, previously gave a statement claiming his innocence on Madeline's disappearance. He was quoted as saying, I do not have anything to do with Maddie's disappearance. I want the mother of my five-year-old and two-year-old to be found and brought home safely. I want that more than anything, he said in the statement, 12 days after Kingsbury was reported missing. A little over a month after issuing that statement, Favell was in Winona County Court seeking custody of the two children he shared with Madeline. Winona County initially took custody of the children after Kingsbury's disappearance. While the children are still technically in the county's custody, Madeline's parents will continue to serve as their foster parents. Kingsbury was last seen on March 31st after dropping off the children at daycare while in the company of Fravell. He told investigators that the two of them went up to their apartment before he left to do errands, and when he returned, she was gone. So, folks, right now we don't have any new information relative to the evidence, what uh, gave the police um, probable cause in order to make this arrest. Uh, we don't know whether they found uh, remains. Or what we predicted early on was that the the key to this case was going to be the electronic evidence, of course, which is almost in almost every case uh, of this of this magnitude and of this this type. So on March 31st, at around 8 a.m., Madeline and her partner Adam Fravel, which was he was he was referred to back then as her partner or in some uh, slang, you might say, uh, we refer to as the baby's daddy. And um, they have two children. They have a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. And allegedly at 8 a.m., they dropped the children off uh, at 8.15 a.m. in a dark blue Chrysler town and country minivan. Madeline, uh, Madeline drives, returns to her residence, and Madeline doesn't show up for work at the Mayo Clinic. She's a researcher at the Mayo Clinic. 
Chief Williams, the head of the police in Winona, says it's very unlike her. Uh, and at 10 a.m., Madeline's partner tells police he left the residence in her van. When he returned later in the day, she was gone. Police state there's nothing to suggest she left on foot or in another vehicle. Early on in this investigation, the police were saying that this was her disappearance was suspicious and involuntary. Um, a, at 10 a.m. Uh, to 1.30 p.m., Adam was nowhere to be found, and investigators believed a van similar to Madeline's was seen driving on County Road 12 and Highway 43 in Winona County, and then on Highway 43 in Eastern Fillmore County. The van was later found in the driveway of Madeline Kingsbury's residence. Chief Williams says investigators uh, uh, saw the vehicle at her residence. Um, so this was quite suspicious right from the beginning that, you know, it didn't make any sense on the how and the why she was missing except when the investigators start digging into this case, they start to find out that, yes, indeed, uh, the relationship was going south. Um, and there was apparently, there is motive. And early on in the investigation, Adam Fravell was not very cooperative with the police in, in helping. That's always an indicator. However, we don't, again, we don't know. This is breaking. He was just arrested tonight. So this is breaking news. So we don't know what gave the police the probable cause to arrest him. Remember, we I always state probable cause is uh, facts and circumstances which allow a reasonable person to believe that a crime has been committed at the person arrested, committed that crime. So what gave the police enough of that probable cause in order to pull the trigger and arrest Adam Fravell? We covered this story numerous occasions, myself and Mike Geary, early on, and immediately uh, we said something was fugazi, that he was in fact, Adam Fravell was in fact a person of interest a suspect, whatever you want to call it. Even up until a day, one day ago, Adam Fravell was in court fighting for the custody of, of the children. What judge in his right mind, of course, and I'm sure the judge knew things that we don't know, would issue or give custody of the children to someone who potentially could be the killer of the mother? No judge is the answer. This was uh, the story about a day ago uh, at, at the custody hearing. Let me play a little bit of this. Monday morning, Adam Cravel appeared in court as he fights for parental rights. He shares two children aged two and five with Madeline Kingsbury. Following their mom's disappearance on March 31st, the young children were removed from Cravel's care because he does not have legal custody. Court documents show Cravel made an admission the children are in need of protective services. The Facebook group dedicated to finding Maddie Kingsbury writing Monday, the children will remain with Maddie's parents temporarily 
until a custody hearing date is set. In the meantime, the case has been moved to family court where Frabel has filed a formal custody petition. Police say he was the last person to see Maddie before she disappeared. Frabel has not been charged with any crime and he insists he's done nothing wrong. He says he and Maddie dropped the kids off at daycare. He told police he left Maddie's home in her minivan to run errands and when he came back later, she was gone. Investigators have called Maddie's disappearance involuntary and suspicious. As this custody battle continues, Maddie Kingsbury's loved ones are planning a benefit on Saturday. All the proceeds will go toward caring for her children. Randy. So, folks, that was uh, as recently as yesterday. Someone is saying in the chat, and I have I cannot verify this right now, that they, um, uh, Jamie Johnson, uh, saying that they found her remains today. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, you know, the thing is, could they also, if they did find her remains today, identify it that quickly? I, they could. There is scientific means, but that is very quick to uh, identify someone's remains. But I didn't get any information relative to that, that they have, in fact, uh, found the remains of Madeline Kingsbury. From the very beginning, the entire community was very, very cooperative in this case. So cooperative that, I mean, just totally, um, you know, totally searching every area. Anytime the, uh, well, there was search groups that volunteered. The police didn't even have to ask. People going up on horseback, horses, drones, every type of thing. So uh, Schmitty asked if they found her body, uh, would they have already looked for DNA this quickly? The the difficult thing with a case like this is that Madeline and Adam Freville were in the van together. They were seen in the van together driving the kids. So what does the what does DNA mean if it's on Adam's clothing, whatever? They had, you know, contact with each other. However, if Schmitty, if what you're asking is, could they have identified the DNA? Because obviously, March 31st is uh, over two months ago. Uh, you know, two two and a half months going on two and a half months. Um, could they have identified that? Yes, the answer is yes. They could have identified it that quickly. Um, where was it? Did, did they have? You know, I spoke about what the big evidence in cases like this, of course, would be Adam Fravel's cell phone. If he had it on where, in fact, he dumped the body, uh, that would hit, hopefully, if there's enough cell sites in the area, that would give the police the coordinates of where potentially he dumped the body. The other thing is the GPS, the internal GPS in the vehicle, the computer, could in fact uh, pinpoint where the car was stopped if it stopped at a location for a specific amount of time. And that could also give the police um, some real strong evidence. Um, I think everyone that's in this um, community is really happy that there's an arrest, but of course, Folks were all from the very beginning hoped that, hoping that uh, Madeline was going to be found alive. And we know 
that's not to be the case. The that picture you're seeing on screen apparently is his mugshot um, from this evening, it's from his arrest, from his actual arrest tonight. So that's that's his mugshot. So this is right hot off the press. This is uh, as hot it can, as it can be. But the police have not released any information relative to what led them to 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 arrest Adam Fravel. Um, whether or not, in my, um, as far as I know, I was just notified by one of our my subscribers. In fact, um, Lizzie Herzberger, who lives in that area, sent me a text. Uh, but she she actually happened to be the second person person that notified me of this. So I don't have a lot of new information. We just know that there is an arrest. I didn't receive any information that the recovered remains. Someone in the chat is saying that. I didn't see that anywhere, so I don't want to. Um, I don't want to report that as fact, and I'm not that I doubt the person that gave it to me, but I haven't been able to verify it. Uh, you know, early on in the case, I want to play a little bit. Adam Favell has been uh, Fravel, I guess it's pronounced, has been denying his involvement from the very beginning. Of course, like anyone that would be tr looking to try to get away with something like this. I'm going to play a little file tape from a couple of uh, months ago of him uh, making a statement. And here he is by his plane. Breaking his silence, the father of a missing Minnesota mom's children saying he did not have anything to do with Maddie's disappearance. Maddie Kingsbury disappearing almost two weeks ago. The 26-year-old was last seen at her home. Our department and our law enforcement partners are working relentlessly to find Maddie. Adam Fravel, who has a five-year-old daughter and two-year-old son with Kingsbury, releasing a statement saying in part that he has cooperated with law enforcement at every turn, including sitting down for multiple interviews. I want Maddie home and for her to be able to be with our two children. Police say Kingsbury and Fravel dropped their kids at daycare shortly after 8 a.m. on March 31st and then returned home. Fravel saying he left the house in her dark blue Chrysler minivan around 10 a.m. When he returned, she was not there. Authorities are now processing that vehicle for evidence. Kingsbury's family offering a $50,000 reward for any information that helps find her. We love her. We're not going to stop. We're not going to let her become a statistic. Megan Kingsbury says she texted with her sister the morning she disappeared. The last communication I had with her um, was 8.15, Friday, March 31st, in the morning. The night before, I, I had sent her just a funny picture I took of her, and she didn't see it until the morning. Kingsbury's phone going silent, and now police saying they are concerned for her safety, calling her disappearance suspicious. Investigators searching her home, finding her phone still there, as well as the jacket she was wearing that morning and wallet. So, folks, that was a, a couple of months ago. And, I mean, for most of us, um, I think that's a suspicious thing in itself. Most of us would not leave our cell phone behind uh, or our pocket, in the case of most you uh, ladies, or your pocketbook, as well as a man wouldn't leave his wallet behind when or his cell phone. So right away, when those were the early clues, the early on clues, 
that was I was very suspicious of that myself that uh, she she didn't bring her cell phone. And just if they were really um, breaking up, what was the whole thing about them driving the children to daycare um, together? It doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense because I don't think they really would have been together. Uh, and that's, um, you know, th that's a fact. You know, when people are going through a breakup, there's not, um, uh, they don't want to be around each other, you know, and for obvious reasons. Um, we covered this case early on. I want to play a little actual file tape from our, from the coverage we gave it a couple of months ago and see what we were, we were sort of, I think, right on top of this. thing. Wynona, uh, Minnesota woman, and the mother of two, it's intensifying. And law enforcement gave a plea, and the family offered a $50,000 reward uh, for finding Madeline Kingsbury, age 26. She was last seen in the morning hours of Friday, March 31st, after she and the father of her children returned to their residence after dropping the kids at daycare. She's not been heard from since. On Wednesday, Winona Police Chief Tom Williams met with reporters to update the case. He laid out a timeline of what is known from the day Madeline disappeared. At 8 a.m., Madeline and her partner dropped their five-year-old daughter and two-year-old son at daycare. At 8.15 a.m., the dark blue 2014 Chrysler Town & Country minivan, Madeline drives, returns to her residence. Madeline doesn't show up for work at the Mayo Clinic something Chief Williams says is very unlike her. You know, folks, one of the things where they say the van returned to her residence, but the police were never saying that she was seen getting out of the van and going back into the house or she was seen driving it. So a lot of the things that obviously the police know, they kept very close to the vest for obvious reason. I don't think the police... Um, leaked anything or gave any information out to the public relative. They didn't even name um, Adam Fravel as a suspect or a person of interest, which is, which is fine. I mean, that's probably the smartest thing to do. However, we as folks that were watching this case and watching the investigation, we knew very well that he was, of course, the uh, number one suspect. 10 a.m., Madeline's partner tells police he left the residence in her van, returned later in the day, and she was gone. Police say there is nothing to suggest she left on foot or in another vehicle. 10 a.m. through 1.30 p.m., investigators believe a van similar to Madeline's was seen driving on County Road 12 and Highway 43 in Winona County, and then on Highway 43 in eastern Fillmore County. The van was later found in a driveway of Madeline's residence. Chief Williams says investigators searched both the vehicle and the residence locating Madeline's phone, jacket, wallet, and her ID. Based on all of this, we believe Maddie's disappearance is involuntary, suspicious, and we are all concerned for her safety, Chief Williams told reporters. Law enforcement has searched areas near Kingsbury residence and off Highway 43 in Winona and Fillmore counties on foot, by vehicle, on water, and in the air. Many volunteers have helped as well, but so far Madeline has not been found. 
Law enforcement is asking residents and landowners in Norway Township, Preble Township, Northern Newburgh Township, Eastern Holt Township, and Eastern Amherst Township to search their acreage, wooded property, outbuildings, vehicles, and trails for anything suspicious. Those with doorbell security or trail cams are urged to check their video from 8 a.m. March 31st to 4 p.m. April 1st. So, folks, this was early on in the investigation. So you could see how painstaking this investigation is. And also for the family of Madeline Kingsbury, who early on in this case put out a $50,000 reward. And I'm pretty sure that the, um, the family of Madeline Kingsbury knew a lot more than the general public did. Um, I believe I'd spoken to her sister. I believe her sister's name is Megan. And I spoke to her early on in this case. And it's heartbreaking because I think they knew very early on that something horrific had happened. Uh, Schmitty in the chat. Uh, I'm looking it up now. One site says Winona police had co- have confirmed the body has been found. They will not say if it is her body. So unconfirmed. Another says a body was found near Highway 43. So, folks, we can't report that as fact, but something gave the police um, probable cause today to make the arrest, to make the arrest of uh, Adam Fraville. And again, folks, I see people in the chat saying they're not married. I realize they're not married. I've been calling Adam Fravel her partner or her baby daddy, you know, which we refer to it a lot of times in New York City when uh, folks have a child in common. In a lot of places, uh, if you have a child in common, that's known as a common law husband or common law wife. But he's being referred to, Adam Fravel's being referred to as her partner or her baby daddy, whatever you want to say. But um, these cases, again, are uh, very, very difficult. Um, Madeline Kingsbury had a whole life ahead of her. Two young children, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Uh, again, everything to to live for. These are the cases, these uh, potentially... There was domestic violence that we don't know about at this point, but potentially in these cases, many times there is domestic violence. And once you uh, do a dive into this, you do the investigation, you find out that there was. uh, And it's very tough for the person who is being abused to get out of a situation like this. And many of these, these situations don't, end happily um they end violently as appears to in in this situation we don't know at this point because this is breaking breaking news we don't know if the police a recovered a body or remains belonging to madeline kingsbury uh there's unconfirmed reports that they did recover some remains um we don't know cause of death at all the manner of death, of course, if they do find her remains, and even if they don't, will be ruled as a homicide if, in fact, Adam Fravel is being charged with murder second degree. Uh, so the manner of death would be homicide. And just to go back and educate, manner of death can be homicide, suicide, accidental, or natural. 
So in this case, it will most likely be ruled a homicide uh, because Adam Fraville apparently is being charged with murder, second degree. He's been taken. If you just tuned in now, he was taken into custody this evening and charged uh, to, um, to repeat myself. We don't know what gave the uh, police probable cause. Um, Michael Rondo, agree 100%. I was also surprised because it seemed weird his response in the early beginning of the situation, which which to me says probable cause, but I suppose you have to have evidence. Michael Rondo, absolutely. Um, again, as I repeat all the time, probable cause, people use that and not necessarily know what it means. It simply means facts and circumstances that would allow a reasonable person to believe that a crime has been committed and the person being arrested committed the crime. So it's not the heavy, the, the highest standard of proof, the highest level of proof. And of course, you know, as everyone reminds me all the time, since I'm a former NYPD uh, detective sergeant, that Adam Fraville is innocent till proven guilty. Uh, so many people get upset if I don't say that. Uh, this case is um, is so new. It just it just happened. Uh, I, I mean, there's just been an arrest. Madeline Kingsbury's been missing since March 31st, and again, the two children, a young boy, uh, I believe the boy is two, and the a young girl's five. Uh, they're in the custody at this point of Madeline Kingsbury's family, and as even as of yesterday. Adam Fraville was attempting to gain custody of the children. So just imagine that the personality, if in fact he committed this crime, which it, it looks like he was the last one to be seen when Madeline was alive. He was the last person to be seen with her. His story uh, doesn't make any sense um, that, you know, he... And the, the other point of the story is if they drove the two children to daycare and dropped them off at 8.15 and she had to go to work and I it was, it was unconfirmed whether she could work remotely or whether she had to go to her office and I sort of sought out some information on that and some people had said that um, she could do both. She could either work remotely or she, she could uh, go into work. So if she had to, in fact, go into work, how was she going to get to work if she lent him the van? And he had the van between 10 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. And the van was seen in the vicinity. And if it's, if it's verified that a body was recovered by Highway 43, that is, in fact, where the van was seen. Uh, on the day uh, that the body, oh, excuse me, on the day that Madeline disappeared and that Adam had borrowed the van. So all of these things, again, are for us are unverified. We don't have any new information. Uh, the police apparently going to hold a press conference tomorrow morning. And I would imagine at that press conference, they're not going to tell us much other than that he's been arrested. 
maybe what led them. And and they, I would think that they will tell us um, if the remains that were uh, were recovered are Madeline's. Uh, hopefully, uh, they know that by now. And hopefully, if they do know it, at least the family has been uh, advised to that. Because the family, of course, has been hopeful this whole time. The family, um, I think, knew things that, of course, the general public didn't know. Uh, when I spoke to Madeline's sister, she indicated that she knew some things. She wouldn't let on to me what she knew. Uh, she was being very closed mouth too. But she knew some things that we didn't know. This is also, I'm going to play a little more of this from early on in the investigation. First, to look for a dark minivan for anyone and anything that looks out of place. Kingsbury's older sister, Megan, thanked the community for support in these difficult days and expressed appreciation for those who have come from, uh, from beyond Minnesota to help look for Maddie. She described her sister as a hardworking, dedicated mom and U of M graduate who is desperately missed. Uh, please help us find Madeline, Megan Kingsbury pleaded. Our children need their mother. We need our daughter, sister, our aunt, and best friend back. Anyone with information has to call Winona Police at 507-457-6288 or contact Crime Stoppers Minnesota either online or by calling 1-800-222-TIPS or 8477. Right now, I'm going to introduce my co-host. Folks, we've covered so many of these missing person cases. Folks, I don't want to confuse you. That that was me a couple of months ago um, with Mike Geary, and we were talking about this case, and we were talking about uh, – uh, actually, it was with Phil Grimaldi, and we were talking about these missing person types cases, of which we've worked, myself and Phil Grimaldi, we've worked many of these cases, and uh, many times they end tragically. Um of course, the one that, that we, not as police officers we worked, but the uh, the Gabby Petito case, which ended tragically. And that, that, of course, was another domestic violence case that, uh, you know, the two young people uh, driving in a van across country, you know, and um, Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito, they lived in close contact with each other, but they had severe signs of domestic violence when they were pulled over by uh, the Moab police. And um, it's sort of been a case, a cause celeb case for domestic violence across this country. And I would bet, there, I think there'll probably be no doubt that we will find out that there was um, domestic violence in this, in this incident, no, no doubt. Um, I think that um, it goes part and parcel. And unfortunately, you know, when someone is being abused, it's, and, and again, I'm, I don't have new information, but from my past experience as a NYPD detective sergeant run, ran a lot of these investigations, I know the way they go. And this case has all the signs, uh, Someone in the chat just brought up Cassie Cauley, another very, very sad case also. Um, she would, apparently she was 
killed by her baby's father also. And he's he was arrested. So yes, all of these cases are are, are quite uh, tragic. And um, I just I just see that we're going to find out a lot more about this case. Uh, maybe perhaps in the press conference tomorrow, but certainly in the ensuing investigation down the road. Folks, this is police off the cuff, real crime stories. If you like real crime, true crime from a police perspective, you're in the right place. Um, and if you're not subscribed to us, go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up and ring that bell. And if you want to make comments to us, ask questions, we love to read your comments and your questions. And uh, as long as you hit that subscribe button and give us a thumbs up, you don't even have to do that. But if you do that, we'll, we'll absolutely entertain all your questions. The other thing is if you want to support us financially, we have a Patreon with three different levels. And we also have a YouTube channel memberships with five, count them, five different levels. And you see the folks in the green font. They're our fans, our friends, and our subscribers. And they give a great deal of uh, support to the police off the cuff real crime stories show. And uh, we appreciate them uh, tremendously. So, folks, to recap this, um, Adam Favell was taken into custody this evening. This is his mugshot. Apparently, he's being charged with murder second degree. Uh, the Winona police apparently going to have a press conference tomorrow morning. Um, and uh, hopefully, he, well, according to this, he's, he's being charged on suspicion of second-degree murder. I don't know. That's not a charge, suspicion. It's either he's arrested for that charge or not. Uh, and, of course, we've heard his protestations as far as he had nothing to do with this. Uh, he was hoping that Madeline is found and alive because they have two children in common. Uh, they have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and in which I just played, if you tuned in late, he was as recently as yesterday trying to gain custody of these two, two children. Um, can you imagine, and just a, a for instance, that a judge in a case like this gave custody of these two children to someone who is a potential suspect in the murder of the mother. Can you imagine, is there a judge on this earth that would do that? But could you imagine a judge doing that? And the inevitable could happen, right? He could kill both the kids, right? So basically, I don't think he had a prayer of getting um, custody of these children at all. Um, so, but again, as recently as yesterday, he was in court trying to gain custody of uh, of the two children that he has in common with Madeline Kingsbury. Again, they were not married, but they have two children in common. In many places, they would call that common law marriage. Uh, some places they would say he's the baby's daddy. and uh, But there is a family relationship in the eyes of the law. And whether it's... Uh, Family court, uh, 
considers them a family or criminal court, either one. They have children in common, and so it's a lot stronger of a bond than you would just say just a boyfriend. so Madeline Kingsbury, again, uh, we, we don't know, uh, and I'm restating a lot of things in case some of you folks um, tuned in late. We don't know what um, gave the police the probable cause to arrest Adam Fraville this evening. There is unconfirmed reports that they have recovered um, some remains of a, of a body along Highway 43. As I said, unconfirmed. We don't know. Um, we don't know for sure what um, what they've recovered, but um, we're going to find we're going to find that out again tomorrow at the uh, at the press conference. The Winona police, if you recall, the Winona police from from the very very beginning have been uh, tight lipped in regards to this case. They never even named Adam Fravel. As a suspect, uh, they never said that. Um, well, they said the the only thing they said from the very beginning was that this was um, it was involuntary and suspicious. So that um, Madeline's disappearance was involuntary and suspicious. So what does that mean? What does that actually mean? Involuntary and suspicious. Uh, Michael Rondo, well, my thoughts is what did he tell him when trying to get custody that could be used against him now? Because usually there's questionnaire and paperwork when it comes to gaining custody. Well, Michael, I mean, that's uh, – he's got bigger problems than the questionnaire he would have filled out to gain custody of these children. They obviously have evidence against him that allowed them to gain probable cause and allowed them to arrest arrest him for murder second degree. Now, many people ask all the time, is it possible, say that that the remains that were recovered on Highway 43 are not Madeline's, and say they have not recovered her remains. People always ask, can you get a conviction without recovering a body? And the answer to that is yes. And again, we talk about it all the time. We talk about circumstantial evidence. From which evidence, from which inferences are drawn, right? Circumstantial evidence can be very, very strong. For example, in this case, his cell phone. His cell phone between on March 31st, between the hours of 10 a.m. and 1.30 p.m., he was driving around in that van. What was he doing driving around? Where was he going? What, what, what was the point of him having that van? If he borrowed that van, where was he going? His cell phone or even the GPS inside the vehicle, if it, if it in fact has a GPS in the computer system of that, that type of van, that Chrysler van, that can put him his his whereabouts and also... If you pull over and stay in a certain location for a certain amount of time, that GPS position will also be documented either in the cell site information, the cell phone information, or the vehicle information. So we had said early on, myself and Phil Grimaldi, 
Detective Phil, you know, Sergeant Bill and Detective Phil team, that um, the key to this case is going to be the cell phone and the, and the GPS. And also, folks, I don't know this area of, uh, of Winona. However, what comes into play many times uh, is video. And it came into play in the Idaho case with uh, Brian uh, Koberger, where a gas station video camera caught his white Hyundai Elantra driving around. Apparently, they have a video of this Chrysler van driving around near Highway 43. So, again, it all comes into play. Robbie, thank you very much for the 99 Super Sticker, and thank you for joining the show. Uh, we, I've seen you around quite a bit lately. Uh, thank you for your support. So we we were we talked about what evidence will would they have, and there was also some conjecture. Um, I'm not uh, Margaret 0840. The story is now getting out. The body of a child was found. The body was wearing clothes. Uh, well, the one person we're looking for is Madeline Kingsbury. Did you say Madeline Montgomery by mistake, Margaret? But this isn't uh, verified. It's not helping us uh, to find out what remains they, in fact, have. Um, so uh, we don't we don't know. Right right now, we can't. We have to discount that. If if I can't vet the information and ascertain. Uh, whose remains they recovered uh, that doesn't help this case. So as I spoke before, if they don't have remains, does that mean they can't charge Adam Fraville? No, it doesn't mean that. They could still have probable cause and enough circumstantial evidence to be able to prosecute this case. Robbie, thanks for the $2 super chat. Grab a coffee. Love your show from down under. Well, thank you so much. Folks, again, this is Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. If you're not subscribed, go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Breaking news in the Madeline Kingsbury missing person case. If you if you just tuned in, Adam Fraville, uh, Madeline Kingsbury's baby's father, um, her partner, you might say, has been arrested and charged with murder second degree just this evening. There hasn't been a lot of information that got out other than that. We don't know what evidence the police have that gave them enough to charge him with murder second degree. But I'm sure everyone in this area, uh, the Winona area and the surrounding areas, especially the folks that were hopeful, the folks that were praying for her safe return, her family, her sister Megan, and all of her family members, um, we pray for them. And... Uh, we, we really realize how horrific a situation this is. I Unfortunately, it's not that I'm cynical, but from my police experience, I knew once she was missing more than 24 hours, this was not going to end well. And um, unfortunately, uh, it's ending right now. Well, it's not ending. We don't know if they recovered the remains, but it's ending with... Adam Fravel being arrested for murder second degree. So we have to assume that they know something, obviously, that we don't know. Folks, if you're looking for a great attorney in a New York metropolitan area, then Joe Murray is your man. Joe's a retired 
NYPD police officer turned attorney. He's a fantastic defense attorney. You can reach Joe at 718-514-3855, or you can email him at joe at jmurray-law.com, or go on his website, jmurray-law.com. Not only is Joe a fantastic attorney, but he's a huge, huge supporter of the Police Off the Cuff podcast, and we uh, salute Joe Murray. So, folks, I think we'll be around tomorrow. Uh, I'd like to um, cover the press conference to hear if any new information the police have. Uh, and I want to thank you folks that um, live in the area and reach out to me. And someone emailed me tonight and said that, um, told me early on that uh, Adam Fravel was just arrested for murder second degree. And at first, I could not find. Um, any news stories on it. Uh, so I, was, I wasn't I uh, was sure that it was true. And then as a little more time went on, and I got I also got a text message from uh, Lizzie Herzberger, uh, the author of the book Behind Blue Curtains, who lives in that area. And she informed me that, it, in fact, uh, Mr. Gauthier, um, I don't know where you got that information from, but... Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping that they, you know, if there is closure for the family, and if this is true, uh, maybe that is the impetus that gave the police enough information, enough probable cause, enough evidence, um, to arrest Adam Fravel. Adam Fravel again, the baby daddy we could refer to him as, or the common law husband, uh, two children in common. Um, with um, Madeline Kingsbury. And again, uh, Mr. Gautier, I appreciate that, but I, I can't um, I can't vet it. I can't verify it right now. Um, very sad case, you know. Here's a young woman uh, that had everything to live for by all means. She seemed like a really smart girl, was going for a graduate degree. She worked at the Mayo Clinic. She was a researcher. Um, she had a whole life ahead of her. And uh, in these cases, you know, and we always, we try to coach some of you guys that are um, in the audience that uh, if you're stuck in one of these domestic violence situations, you can't, you can't stay. You can't live it with it and think it's going to get better because it never gets better. It, it only gets worse. So we try to um, use our police experience to coach and counsel, uh, but we can only coach and counsel you so far. Anyone that's in a situation like that, they have to um, they have to take it into their own hands and and find the strength within themselves to leave these. Uh, horrible situation. Um, uh, Sharon, uh, sharing Sharon creates, uh, I don't know if this is true, her body reported unverified that it was on Fravel's aunt and uncle's property. Uh, I mean, again, Sharon, thank you for that, but I don't, I don't know if it's, um, if it's uh, verifiable. Again, we'll find out tomorrow when the police give the press conference We'll find out more information that we don't, in fact, have right now. 
and um, I'll, I'll be covering it tomorrow. And uh, we knew early on, myself and Phil Grimaldi, that this was very suspicious from minute one. And uh, we knew right away something really bad had happened. And um, of course, everyone in the community, people that were volunteering to search, the family members, they put on the happy face, they put on the hopefulness, they put their prayers out there. Uh, but it, it was pretty clear, I think, from the very beginning that this um, this case was not going to end well. And apparently, it's for the first time since March 31st, uh, there's been something occurring in this case. Uh, we were just... We, we actually had stopped covering it because there was no new information other than the searches or the custody battle, but um, there was no new information. So there was nothing for us to report to you guys. But when I heard it tonight, I, I uh, struggled a little bit whether I should go on the air. And I said, you know, I did cover this case early on, and I think it's important to report it as it breaks to you guys. And uh, that's what I did this evening. So, folks, I want to thank everybody. That's about all I really have to say about this tonight. There's not much more I can uh, I can uh, tell you about this. You probably know as much as I do at this point. Again, tomorrow morning, there should be a press conference. And um, we'll see if we can cover that tomorrow. Um, I'm sure the... Kingsbury family would appreciate your prayers for Madeline and uh, let's um, applaud. Apparently it looks like the police did a, a really good job. They kept, they kept very tight lipped about this, which is really necessary in a uh, investigation like this. And I think that they, they did a hell of a job and uh, I want to, I want to thank them. Um, 411 now. Thank you for the $20 super sticker. New watcher, your channel was suggested to me because I watch Duty Ron. Well, thank you so much. Yes, Duty Ron has uh, helped me a lot in the uh, YouTube game and the podcast game, and uh, we help each other. And uh, two former NYPD, retired NYPD, and Duty Ron's uh, case a detective. In my case, I was a uh, detective sergeant. But 411 now. Very much appreciated. Thank you uh, so much. Uh, it really helps to, to uh, keep this channel keep this channel going. So, folks, again, uh, uh, we'll report this tomorrow. If there's any new information, obviously there'll be new information from the press conference. Uh, we'll report that, and uh, we'll see um, we'll see where the case is at. And until then, folks, I want everyone to have a great night. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless this police off the cuff, real crime stories. Have a great night. One episode, just ain't enough.